Hey there, friends. Before we get into this week's book club, I just want to give a quick content warning. Uh, there are discussions of sexual assault in this episode. Uh, it's for a brief 10-minute period. We do give you a warning time as well as I'll be putting the, the timestamp in the description of from what period to what period we'll be discussing the topic. Uh, if you are especially averse to that kind of discussion, feel free to skip through that. Um, it's totally okay. Uh, just wanted to go ahead and put that out there. Um, it's a serious issue, and uh, we try to talk about it as as appropriately as we can. But again, uh, I will be putting a, uh, a timestamp in the description of this week's podcast, uh, just in case you want to skip that. And uh, yeah, otherwise, enjoy this week's Geek Explain Book Club. It's a wild Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the newest session of the Geek Explain Book Club. Where every single Friday, I, <laughs> along with my fellow new subjects of the Rex Robot regime, go through every single issue of every single volume of Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley's... What the fuck? Why are you hurting me this way, Robert Kirkman? Why did you choose violence here? Um, this is the Geek Explained Book Club. We're talking about Invincible. Specifically, we're diving into uh, Volume 20, Issues 109 through 114. Strap in, kids. We're going for a ride. We're going for a ride. Uh, we should also put up a disclaimer. Uh, yes. Um, content warning. Content for this warning. Episode. I'll, I'll be doing like another content warning. I'll probably put it at the start of this. Yeah. Uh, just it's also weird. It's just weird that the... It's also weird that the volume's called Friends, by the way. I yeah. am I am very angry, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's um, my favorite thing, is that the volume's called Friends. I, I am I'm very <laughs> angry about this. Um I just volume 20 is an experience that I haven't had with a book. Actually, I have had this experience, though I don't I don't know if it's uh, if it's like the exact same, uh, the last time that I had such a visceral, angry experience with a book was reading Superman Year One by Frank Miller and Klaus Janson. <laughs> it's very different like anger. Superman joins the military. Story? Very what? different anger. What? <laughs> but that's the last time that I felt physically angry after reading comics um gosh this is this is i was telling malcolm off mic um this feels like a completely different book it's very uh it's a sharp left turn from everything that's come before it and before we get into the book itself i am of course joined by the only two men who i would stage a rebellion meeting in a safe house that we thought was safe before being betrayed by one of our closest allies and forced into captivity under the regime of a maniacal 
sometimes robot, sometimes man person who also took over another dimension parallel to ours that which time moves a lot faster and also a lot slower there. And now we're all sitting in jail cell selling <sighs> basically saying fuck Zendel. I am joined, of course, by Jacob Brown. Yeah, I hate everything. And Malcolm Russell Nelson. Yo, fuck Zendel. I'm Yo, done fuck with Zendel. Fuck Zendel. Um, <laughs> I'm done. I've been able to get away with like a not explicit tag for most of this podcast. For the nah, for, this we're we're going into it. We yeah. we might hit that we might hit that explicit tag this time around because this yeah. was um fuck. Uh th- this was very I d- I don't even have words for it. Like as just pulling back the curtain a little bit listener. Um we're recording this on Thursday. So we're recording this the day before the episode drops. And we decided to do this because I literally just finished reading this. <laughs> I just finished reading this. Um, yeah, Eric's been live texting us the last like hour and a half. The entire time. <laughs> going through. And I am. I'm not a happy boy. I'm just going to let you know that right now. Um Let's just let's just get into it. I don't I don't have any preamble. Do either of you have any preamble before we get into the story? Um, this is I hate this volume. This is my <laughs> le- no like legit. This is like my least favorite volume in the entire series, and it's because of this one moment in the entire volume, and I hate it. It's just awful. Yeah. It's it's the worst out of this entire vol uh, out of the, in the entire series. I've never had I've never had this experience too. Uh, you were mentioning like uh, Eric is like I've never had a visceral like horrible reaction to 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 a comic before and it's in this volume and I was like oh no oh boy no don't ever read Superman year one just yeah. and that's say, just a blanket statement for everyone <laughs> for like, everyone no one read that book it's yeah. horrendous don't read Superman year one don't read death of x don't read whoa uh, okay <laughs> Death of X has some gorgeous art by Aaron Cuter. Don't. Yes, it does. At uh, least it has that over Superman Year One because that don't read atrocious. the last issue of Inhumans versus X Men. Um, just don't read Inhumans versus X Men. Just don't read Inhumans versus X Men, but definitely don't read the last issue, especially the last few pages, which are absolute bullshit. Uh, and don't read this volume. Actually, that's a no, good idea. No, no, no. They need no, to read this volume no, so they, they really know what we're not. talking about. No, they really don't need to. Eh, yeah, they but, can but, through but it. no, Jacob, that's a part of a book club is that people read this and then we talk about it. Yeah, but, you know, there's some books that just necessarily don't need to be a part of things, you know, like um, like Harry Potter book six. Yeah, you could have just skipped that part and just go straight into the <laughs> yeah. second book, honestly. Yeah. yeah. No yeah, Half Blood Prince sense. love here, folks. No, <laughs> Half Blood Prince is the second worst one. Sure, yeah. I was going to say it's just a reboot of the third book, but okay, yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> All right, let's dive into it. <laughs> let's let's do this business. Issue one oh nine. Let's stay positive, guys. Issue one oh nine. Good time. Chapter one oh nine takes us right from where we left off last uh, last week with. Mark stranded in uh, Skinvincible's domain, having just been betrayed by Robot, who killed Skinvincible, as well as Angstrom Levy, as well as all the other scientists in the room. And we got Viltrumites knocking at the door, specifically Craig. 
we have uh this alternate craig who uh comes so in craig. it's so craig just, that's so craig that is, like yeah. that is so craig it's true and uh i love the ingenuity in this as as the first positive of this episode i love the ingenuity of mark just quick thinking like okay i'm gonna switch costumes with skin invincible i'm gonna pull out some of my hair yeah yeah and uh craig yeah. comes in and he's and immediately he jumps into character he's like am i required to keep you informed of all my actions general craig I just, I love, he just jumps straight into character. It's very, so very cool. It's very good. Yeah. It's smart thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This very is, this so. is a Mark who's clearly learned. Mark Grayson uh, is intelligent. He has. Mark Grayson yeah. has learned from his experiences and has gotten pretty quick, which is nice. So he basically tells Craig that uh, they are out of options when it comes to Angstrom Levy, but that they are going to continue their work. He sets Craig to the task of cleaning everything up, and then he leaves to try and get some distance. And then he heads to Teen Team Headquarters, at least this version of the Teen Team Headquarters, and uh, got some major Batman Beyond vibes from the Uh Teen Team Headquarters here, all the costumes set up. Everyone's uh-huh. dead, and it is very <laughs> apparent that everyone's dead except for Robot. He's still Rudy here. He's still in the tank, and uh, Mark baby genius, actually, baby genius. Yeah. And Mark actually does a really great job in convincing him of his validity as someone from another dimension, which mm-hmm. I was yeah. again impressed by. We can see yeah. that as an adult now, as a young adult, Mark is learning from his past experiences and he's allowing that to get him into better situations than he would have Mm -hmm. earlier in this run yeah Mm -hmm. um and he convinces the viltrumites that rudy is going to help them he is the uh he's the key to get giving them access to other dimensions and he uh there's this great moment where they're uh, they've they've gotten some of the tech that they need and the info and the um, data from the Viltrumite Pentagon base and they take it back to the Teen Team headquarters and uh, Rudy actually says um, he says uh, there is one problem that you could help me with that is otherwise insurmountable and will definitely provide or prevent me from completing this task he says what is that he says I have absolutely no incentive to help you. I love this conversation. I love this conversation. Yeah. I think it's really, really well done. Yeah. yeah. Really smart writing. And so they very logical. Very, yeah. very logical in, the, yeah. in this in the sense of like finally robot and mark are understanding the logistics of like what it means to to be a good person, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. In this dimension. Yeah. And they're yeah, the why why would I help you leave? Like you you have killed the other one. If you take his place, that means that things are gonna be better here. Like I, I have no reason to make you leave. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's genius. And Mark is able to convince him. He's and he goes and again, what this book does so well, I say it every week. What this book does so well is the page turn reveals. Mm-hmm. He says, Do you have Mauler twins in this dimension? Page turn. Mauler is Boom. just absolutely going after him. Mark shouted, I swear I just want to talk. Very, very cool. Very cinematic as well. Um, and it looks like just like in the main Invincible. Uh, universe and Skin Vincible's universe. There's only one Mauler. He's just the Mauler again. Just mm-hmm. the Mauler. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. 
Se- seems like some things change and some things stay the same across yes. universes. Some things are constants. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing that What If has taught me, it's that there's always constants in every universe. Con- constants, yes. Exactly. And so um, they are able to recruit Mauler. They get together. They're working on the... Uh, working on how to send Mark back home. But the key here is they're also doing a bit of a twist on the uh, on the old cloning Rudy into a body of Rexplode uh, plan from earlier in the volume or early in the book. And they decide they are going to make a clone of Mark, which hasn't been attempted before, mm-hmm. at least that I can remember off the top of my head. Right. Um, no. They build a whole clone. Mark grows his hair out over it. Look over. I think later on they say it was like six months he spends here. And finally, they're getting ready to finalize everything. He is going to transfer Rudy's brain into this clone body. So then he can take control of the Viltrumite Empire in this universe. But halfway through the process, the Viltrumites show up. They get impatient. I love this, too. This is such a good reveal. (laughs) <laughs> and so, you know, Mark's like, all right, you got to go out there, which I think dick move because, you know, Mahler's just going to get ripped in half. But Mahler says, there's nothing we can do now. They brought the monster. And I was like, no, no, wait a second. What? And we see this little baby uh, being held by <laughs> Nissa. And uh-huh. they basically they unleash the baby and the baby flies down and we get like the end game for monster girl that would have happened because exactly i forgot from the uh from the introduction of monster girl was that every time that monster girl that amanda uses her powers yes it de-ages her but it also grows the grows monster the monster in size mm-hmm. In strength because she's and, had the belt since very early on and yep. all the technology since early on to still that so yeah we forgot so you that. forget and yeah. so mm-hmm. here we've got kaiju sized monster girl and that's Huge. terrifying terrifying yeah. so scary it's an ugly that is, face yeah and the largest low in cloth i have ever seen put yeah to, that's what i'm talking <laughs> about How yeah. that terrifying happen? my god yeah. terrifying it's, low in cloth it, it's it's uh it's incredible hulk's syndrome man it's like i don't know why his pants stay on when he grows out of all of his other clothes listen <laughs> i'm glad they do because that dick is huge even oh, if it's I, small it's huge oh, oh yeah you know that well let's be real like from because the angle of where we... the from the angle of where the the headquarters are and where her her dongle is, it's pretty close, pretty clear that she could just pelvic thrust and destroy that whole entire. You're not place. wrong. Land on it, boom! But yeah. they're able to complete the transfer, and immediately, as soon as the transfer is done, a piece of debris just falls and kills Rudy's original body, yeah. like. I didn't catch that until just now, but that's hilarious. (laughs) Um, They're able to open the portal. Mark flies through the portal. And then now uh, Rudamark flies up out of the out of the base. And is like, hey, this is the dawn of a new Viltrum Empire. And that's where we leave this dimension. That world. Skinvincible is now uh, uh, Rudamark's domain. And we will... (laughs) 
we'll maybe we'll revisit it again who knows everything is on the table apparently according to this volume that brings us to chapter 110 110 is um let's go ahead and throw up i'm going to give you probably like a five minute warning and then we'll do another uh warning when we get into the uh content but at this point by the time that i've edited everything together you will have gotten at least one or two content warnings uh but it's coming up in this specific chapter um mark gets back to his dimension arrives back home and finds that eve is okay eve is knitting on the couch she has lost a lot of weight it seems and Mm -hmm. this immediately gave me pause because i was like that is not good Mm -hmm. like losing a bunch of weight during a pregnancy i Mm -hmm. don't know the logistics of that but i can just imagine and assume that that's a bad thing yeah and so um apparently what has happened is in the past six months uh robot told everyone that mark died in the other dimension and that he was just able to escape and so eve's pissed eve is understandably upset that mark went off on a hunch after they had an argument and left her alone for six months and she was and he was presumed dead the entire time um this is heartbreaking because yes she talks about she was in the hospital too like for a month she almost lost the baby you know that it it, it's she couldn't make herself eat like it was yeah and she mentions you know i lost too much weight too fast and all of this stuff and they're like and she basically says, like, I re- raising this baby without you is the only sane option. And that's when Mark realizes she's not wearing her ring. And the two of them are just not on the same page. They haven't been for a while. And Eve tells him, like, I want you to leave. We're done. We're done. I'm going to move out eventually or move out soon. But we're we're over. I don't want you in our child's life. And this... I oh man it's heartbreaking because again just like we talked about last week you can see both sides of their argument like how is Mark to know that this was going to happen but at the same time like this isn't the first time that yeah. he's left her alone in a vulnerable position and exactly now they have another dimension yeah yeah and now they have more to think about than just the two of them and so you know he she basically says you need to leave he says I still I I'm going to fix this. I love you. And then he leaves. Um, And now is where I'm going to throw up the content warning. Um, If you are um, especially sensitive to talks about, to a discussion about uh, rape and sexual assault, I would say I'm, we did this for the last time we did a content warning. I'm going to give us 15 minutes which I think is going to be more than generous. Yeah, yeah it's um, more than generous. Yeah. yeah. Let's go 10. So 10 minutes yeah. from this moment, I'm going to set the timer. Um, like I said, if you are averse to this kind of discussion, skip t- ahead 10 minutes starting now, and we will be okay. Um, that being said, this is this was one of the most shocking parts of the book for me. Yeah. I didn't realize what was going to happen. And yeah. I feel like a total idiot for the things that I have said about the character of Anissa. And, and you shouldn't, and, that, that's the thing is that the, the book 
in, in playing to the swerves of things and honestly, the swerves of life, the book makes you believe, I mean, we even talked about it last week, you know, you were afraid like, oh, is she going to be like, like, is this the start of like a romantic, like triangle or something like that, you know, right. and right. It, it, it makes you believe that like they, they work very hard to give you that misdirect so that you don't see what's coming, coming and which, that Mark doesn't see what's coming, coming, which I think is also emblematic of what we've talked about before with the book where it tackles real life things, you know, predators don't just come out and announce themselves they're hiding right. in plain sight they're not exactly. wearing jumpsuits or special powered like costumes or anything yes. like that. or a they're, blinking they're neon sign you know. yeah. yeah and it is here that anissa is revealed to be we don't know if this is a pattern she does say something about like oh i'm gonna do this the viltramite way and that makes me feel all kinds of icky which is even um, worse. Yeah. yeah. And so she attacks Mark, beats him down, pins him down, and sexually assaults him. Um, I was not prepared for that to happen in this book. I was not prepared for that to happen in this moment. Mark is already distraught and in a very fragile emotional state. And for this to happen, it's like, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Because she is taking advantage of him and it's... It is really hard to read through. Yeah. Um, there's there there's no accurate word to describe the feeling that I had reading this. Um, and again, it kind of coming out of nowhere was very um, very shocking. And as we you know we we're exchanging texts as I was going through the book, um, this is one of many big swerves that are contained in this volume but i would i would say that this is probably the worst when it comes to a real life content perspective yeah for sure um yeah this and i think it's you know it's i'm i'm trying to speak to the moment of uh how it serves mark narratively without praising an act like this and i think it's really complicated to do that because I think it's a fascinating place to put Mark in because um, you don't Agreed. see stuff like this, especially no. happening to male superheroes. Right. Um, it feels like it, you know, there is a piece of this in, you know, female superheroes all the time, which is tragic and a shame. And yes. I think that the choice to do this and to have Mark be a victim of sexual assault is something that I didn't see coming and again kind of sets the story apart from other books that I have read before uh what did you guys think of this um you know this this was um uh this was the moment where I both lost and regained my respect for this co comic was just because of um how could they put something like this in a comic book and in a, in, a, in a comic book that, you know, like teenagers and everybody reads and everything like that. And like they've and up, up until this point, they have been strongly advising on the covers of like um, the, the single issues of this oh, really? to be, to be a uh, mature audience only, you know, the, mm -hmm. like pure discretion advice and everything like that. It was around this time where they were just doing this disclaimer 
Uh-huh. And I didn't understand that right, uh, right away until we get to this moment. Uh-huh. And um, this is, yeah, for me, this is like, I remember vividly going to Malcolm after uh-huh. reading this issue. This, yeah. this was like, we, we, vivid, we vividly. Say, this was when this, we became boys. This is when we became friends. It's yeah. through really? this trauma. Yeah. It's through this trauma where I was just like, yeah. I have to talk about this because nobody, nobody's talking about this moment in Invincible. Nobody's bringing issues like this up in other books that I've read. Not in Marvel, yeah. not in DC, not in like any other image books and stuff like that. To have your main hero get uh, sexually assaulted so hard and, and in this in in their own volume is is some is groundbreaking and uh horrible of course but also astonishing that you would just you know just actually have the balls to do something like this it's 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 horrifically impressive um and it was the moment that i was dreading since we first started this comic uh because uh i knew this was coming also i was kind of hating on malcolm because he first mentioned that this girl was like the love of his life in the beginning like this was her like your this was your girl in the yeah, beginning. I and, I was, yeah. and i was yeah. like no no, yeah, no she's the no, worst yeah. she's the worst she's the she's worst, the out worst. Of this. yeah Ugh. Ugh. and you know this Ugh. this <laughs> we're all violently violently disgusted um this this is i don't know i that that's all i have i think i can say is just like how impressive and also distraughting that this is the most adult thing that i can see that i've ever seen in a book in a comic book and take it with merit and everything like that and move forward with it because um and and to graphically put it on here too like that that was another thing i didn't i thought we'd get like shadows and things like that no there's like little square boxes of just little like positions and stuff that just make it worse that just make it just mm-hmm. incredibly terrible um yeah i Malcolm? yeah uh i uh, two 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 thoughts on this uh that are pretty close together do you guys know about the nightwing situation yes sure. uh Old yeah. yeah, old school yeah. Nightwing. Uh, Devin old Grayson's school. run on Nightwing. Uh, for listeners who don't know, in Devin Grayson's run on Nightwing, uh, there's a character named Tarantula who uh, rapes Nightwing. Uh, it is a very infamous thing, um, a thing that is not very well handled uh, in no. that comic. Honestly, it's it's very poorly handled, and it's it's something that you know we we talked very early on in the beginning uh, of this podcast about the similarities between. Mark Grayson and Dick Grayson, you know, and it's, this is another interesting parallel uh, between them. In fact, when, when this issue came out, I remember, uh, I remember uh, Robert Kirkman doing a couple of press things, talking about that a little bit too, and talking about how, you know, that, that wasn't a very well handled thing and that he wanted to handle it better with this. Um, And sorry uh, to cut you off. I think, I think it is very interesting as well that he's wearing a very Nightwing-esque suit during this. It's also the, it's the blue and black suit. Mm-hmm. again yes sorry, like continue. it's it, you know it's it's absolutely true i didn't even think about that that's really interesting um so i i think that's that's an interesting thing but and we we see throughout the rest of this volume how it's impacted the character and how 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 it how it matters and how honestly how well it's handled in a very realistic fashion um 
like a very, very earnest, realistic fashion. I think I don't want to assume, but I can imagine uh, almost everybody knows someone who's been sexually assaulted before. Uh, and it's a very honest portrayal and a very honest thing of a very terrible thing that happens, but it's an interesting point of awareness, um, especially just to the stigma of, you know, oh, sexual assault doesn't happen to men. Right. You know, it, it, it does. And, and that's not me being a pro man kind of thing saying this. It is absolutely an issue just in general. But there is always just a media stigma of, you know, it doesn't happen to men. You know, it only happens right. to women, which is an sure. interesting thing to depict in a comic book. Um, a comic book, especially, you know, comics at this time are still geared towards male readers. Right. So, you know, cis male readers. So, you know, it's it's an interesting thing to cover. Um, this is this is not my favorite volume. I think this volume is really interesting. Uh, my least favorite part of this volume is this, but I think it's also maybe the most interesting part. Um, it is it is probably the most impactful i yeah. i would think even with all the other like earth shattering stuff that happens in this volume um this is something that and you can tell by the end of this volume that is going to be sticking this experience is going to be sticking with mark for a very long time going forward yeah um so that is it um yeah that is going to take us to chapter 111 uh, welcome back for anyone who had to uh, skip forward. Uh, chapter 111 starts off with um, adversity. Real, to... real, real, real quick, can no. I can I throw a thing out? Uh, if, if you did skip ahead, uh, please don't feel like you have to, you know, branch out of your comfort zone or anything to listen to what we just talked about. Like, please don't, 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 don't feel any stress or any agita about it. Like, do what makes you comfortable. Um, I, we're, we're here for you. Like, don't, don't worry. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is, um, I know it's cliche to say, but like, you know, th this is a safe space. This is a safe yeah. community to be a part of. Um, yeah. So thank yeah. you. We love you guys. Like, that. please. Thank you for yeah. listening in general. Yeah. Thank you. Please. Seriously. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't feel like you have an obligation to uh, breach into uncomfortable waters, please. Not Definitely not for our account. For sure. So um, chapter 111 starts off with uh, the kindness of a stranger, a uh, farm man, a farm man, like there's a uh, <laughs> farm man, farm man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's very Harry Dean Stanton in Avengers. Yes. When he yes. finds Bruce Banner, he's like, are you an alien? Like it's, it, I mean, it's literally, <laughs> it's literally that accident. except it's Mark is an alien. Yeah. So, yeah. And we do get a little get a little homage of like like Smallville here of just that like, is very true of like yeah. the way Mark uh, leaves with these overalls you know and everything like that <laughs> got the overalls yeah. he's yeah. got the Superman pose as he he's got that classic sky. Superman pose yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so he heads over to the Pentagon to warn Cecil and the rest of the uh, Defense Department about Robot's plan because this is going to affect the entire world. Uh, we don't know exactly what his plan is at this point, which is uh, scary, and it only gets worse because as they are making their, you know, making headway in their discussion, robot shows up, and it's classic robot. It's classic robot. Classic robot. That is important that this is classic robot who shows up right now. 
Because this is the last time we're going to see him. Because this is the last time you see him like this. Yes. So Robot shows up. He, you know, he immediately kind of launches into like, oh, my God, you're alive. That's great. I, I saw your head being crushed. And Mark is having none of it. He's like, no, you know what the hell you're talking about. Like, you did this. You were not getting out of this. I've told Cecil everything. And then we just get a an avalanche of shit. This was the moment that I started like all capsing my texts to them. Yeah, <laughs> this shit yeah. gets scary. So this is this page got scary. Five, page six of this issue, and this is when shit gets real and gets really, really bad. Because <laughs> Cecil, for you know everything that they had been through, Cecil and Mark, Cecil sides with Mark. He's like, mm-hmm. I don't have you know, I don't have any evidence, but I believe Mark. And Robot says, a pity. I'd hope to be much more prepared before I made my move. Oh, well. And then he uses the same, like, high-frequency pitch that immobilizes mm-hmm. Mark, and he slits Cecil's throat before curb-stomping his head and killing him. Mm-hmm. I just, I could not believe that they And stomps it three times. Three not times. Not just once. He stomps it three times. Yeah, and there's that there's believe. that last panel of Cecil's head right before Robot's foot comes down on it, where mm-hmm. Cecil looks so scared. He's terrified. And it, it, it's, it is really upsetting. It is. <laughs> you know, for, for all of how flawed Cecil was, we have spent so much with this character. <laughs> and to see him just murked like that was really <laughs> upsetting for me. It feels very unfair. The, yeah. the thing... The thing about this volume and how it treats death is that it is very, again, very realistic. Yeah, It's very sudden and you don't get time to adjust to it because exactly. things just keep getting worse. It's yeah. so honest of like, oh no, he's just gone. Yeah. Like, yeah there's nothing it. to do. He's dead. Yeah, this is, uh, this is some serious Harry Potter like casting off right now is what it is. It's just yeah. like one person after another is just like, all right, they're yeah, dead now. It's yeah. all of the serious blacks. It's all the yeah. serious blacks. Every serious black. It's every serious Just black. for an entire volume. Yeah, an entire exactly. volume. It's that yeah. moment 50 times. But Step, stepdad to, is gone, by the way. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cecil is like, yeah. stepdad is gone, man. Due yeah. to uh, seeing this, Mark pushes through the signal that Robot so is emitting cool. and punches straight through this automaton. And just absolutely goes berserk on it, just beating mm-hmm. it into pieces mm-hmm. as uh, as Cecil's dead body lies on the floor. And a transmission comes through one of the remaining pieces, basically saying, like, I knew you were going to be a problem. Uh, look, I know the weakness. I know the one weakness you can't overcome. Meet me at your house. And Mark is gone because he knows. Yeah. It's very Ultron that moment. Like yes. it's very yes. like last Ultron drone moment, mm-hmm. which is really creepy. Yeah. And it, it a makes good week me, to be discussing that. For sure. Yes, indeed. And it makes me really interested to see how they handle this with Zachary Quinto as the voice of robot in the series. Because you can yeah. hear it because he sounds like a psychopath. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Silas. Yeah. Oh, it's man. terrifying. Terrifying. So Siler, sorry. Sorry for Siler. my fellow heroes fans. I wasn't going to call you on it. Siler. We all knew Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, right. it. Um, but Mark shows up at his house and we see the new robot. New robot mm-hmm. is 
terrifying badass looking and very fucking scary yes <laughs> rocking the like gunmetal gray yeah. yeah looks like a mix between a war machine and a lex luthor armor yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they are robot is down for business and he is structured to take down invincible which i find really interesting like it's specifically built to these new automatons this new armor to go up against a viltrumite because when Mark strikes it, every time it makes an impact, it sends out this sound. It's like hitting a gong, but the sound is um, immobilizing to Viltrumites. <laughs> it's, it's pretty it's genius. Like it, yeah, it sounds like, so hokey, but it like it really is terrifying. It sounds like a combination of Iron Man and Doctor Bong. Which is uh, <laughs> a, that is a deep yes. cut. That is yeah. a deep cut. You're that's welcome. really accurate. Yeah, that's honestly what I thought of when I saw this. I was like, "Oh my god, are they doing that Doctor Bong bit right here?" This yes, is, this that's is kind of exactly it. Kind of what it is. What so doing. Mark goes after Robot. Eve tries to escape. Robot <sighs> latches a grappling hook onto Eve's leg and proceeds to rip it off of her rips off her leg oh but pregnant but she, eve pregnant, pregnant eve. eve she's just well it attaches and she just goes like why are you doing this rex why and then when he rips off her leg again the page turn still he rips off the leg <laughs> straight up just like says shut up and just rips her leg right Pulls off it. like oh man these turn these page turns you know are just yeah incredible. that's a, that's an intense page turn jeez yeah and just... again mark is completely helpless at this point to stop it and that's like twice in the same issue that robot is taking advantage of it and it mm -hmm. sets up you know we've always known that robot has been a very formidable hero in the past but this sets him up as like a threat that mark cannot handle there is just too much for him to handle when it comes to uh, Robot as a threat and as an enemy. Uh, Eve crushes Robot's head, um, which she shouldn't be using in her powers, so it makes it even more dire. Yeah. And then Robot blows up their house. Yeah. Blows up the house. Yeah. Mark escapes with Eve. We find out that this was an automaton, that Rex was not in there. Um, and I am officially going to be taking the Rex name away from him. He does not deserve to breathe the same air as Rex Splode. He's, he's a robot. robot again. He's, he's robot. Yeah. Yep. That's why I've never liked calling him Rex. Yeah. <laughs> Fair, <laughs> enough. Robot. Yeah. Fair enough. He's a robot. He's a robot. So Mark flies Eve up to the Viltramite ship. Um, Nolan has swapped over to his Regent gear. So now he is wearing the uniform uh, formerly worn by Thrag. And but I love that it looks like his uh, his his uh, Omni Man. I was going to say United Federation of Planets. Oh, that's look, I don't remember what it's called. The coalition like his cop uniform. It's cop uniform. It's instead of the cape. It's got like a skirt. Like, and a it looks really like he's wearing dress, shoes. And he looks like he's wearing shoes. And he has the logo on his chest, like the Viltrumite like raindrops on his chest. I think it's fucking cool. That what is a cool the coolest 
the coolest way that I've heard the Viltrumite logo described, the Viltrumite oh, yeah, raindrops. It's, it's Viltrumite yeah. raindrops. That's yeah. dope. Raindrops. That's dope <laughs> as fuck. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. yeah. I just got Viltrumite raindrops. It's time. Raindrops. Yeah. Viltrumite raindrops. Viltrumite raindrops. There's your next ska band, listeners. Hello, Pima Community College. We are Viltrumite raindrops. One, two, three, four. So, um. I'm an invisible. And then the the music just stops. You hear. Dun, 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 dun. Um, we get to chapter one twelve, and everything is going wrong. This is the issue where everything continues to go wrong and get worse. Ooh, boy! Uh, it starts off it. with Donald finding Cecil's body, and then just oh, it's very Terminator like oh, or Predator like where Donald's like invincible and then a drone just comes in from out of frame behind Donald. Uh that is slasher movie stuff which is appropriate because we're now mm-hmm. in spooky season. This will be dropping October 1st. This uh, is a spooky ass issue. Yeah, spooky ass is. issue. And this is um this is one of those times where, uh, again, I I like having music when I uh, when I read comics. Um, this this might be a bit of a, a a bit of a cut for some people, but um, Westworld, right? Oh yeah, West, Westworld has a piano version of Kanye West's "Runaway." Oh, and yes. in oh, my really? YouTube yes. shuffle, this came on right ooh. here. Ooh, so it's kind so of. It's- all piano it's just all piano Ooh, that's good so it's like the opening of runaway but correct it just but continues interest just as all piano oh, i'm gonna look that up right check now check that out ramin oh, dawadi man. is a genius yes um, <laughs> but yeah so it it kicked in right oh, on this page turn where you just see this army of robot drones descending from the satellite headquarters and it's just like that ding 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 and it's again it's very unsettling because it's just these automatons just descending upon the world and they're not ready for it um and this is like i was freaking out in the in the group text at this point because the first thing we see we get a cut back to samson and the elephants Samson at at the the barbershop yeah and samson is immediately killed blasted in half elephant bursts out tries to escape and this is the first time that it's revealed that the elephant is not like a rhino situation like spider-man he's shazam, he's, shazam. Yeah. he's got just a total old, old black man just yeah. old black man yeah he's just an old black man yeah and who is married apparently <laughs> yeah he has a celebrity. oh my god he does he has a yeah. wedding ring mm-hmm. yeah he has a wedding mm-hmm. ring so apparently it was uh, and so he and an elephant totem that's yeah. so cool it's it's shazam meets vixen yeah yeah so he runs out and is immediately just killed once he reverts to his normal form um and this continues throughout the issue we see people die um amanda checks in on robot and robot is just speaking to her as if like nothing's happening is that a new amanda costume it is yes it is is. i I think it's i think it's just like the flaxen getup that she left with just without the jacket yeah yeah okay yeah okay because it looks new for sure and it, it lines up more with uh with robots attire right yeah the shirt yeah, the yeah I, I think you're right i think it is the same just without the jacket yeah so, okay 
So we see that Robot is attacking his Guardian's teammates. He takes out uh, Yeti, which was sad, blasts him in the face, and um, Lord in the first. kills Kid <laughs> Thor again. Kills Kid Thor. At this point was when I started to get, like, angry. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I have trusted Robert Kirkman over these past 20 volumes, plus the... Uh, other four volumes of books that we've read for the tie-ins. And I've come to love Kid Thor and Knockout. And to see Robot, and by extension Robert Kirkman, kill Kid Thor just for Knockout to revive him, just for Robot to kill Knockout, just for him to break Mjolnir and kill Kid Thor again, was heartbreaking. And again, Piano Runaway going the entire time tragic i am like i was getting like i'm like still coming off of being upset about this from earlier this um, is all framed while he's talking to amanda yeah. about like yeah about like doing this the, like hey what, what do you think yeah. which yeah. set me up because i thought for the fleetingest of moments that they were in cahoots no that it was a situation like the issue of Invincible <laughs> Universe, where it was showing yeah. the hypothetical of yeah. what could happen. Right. Yeah, you there thought was it was a glimmer of hope. Yeah. There was a <laughs> glimmer of hope for me yeah. that this wasn't really happening. Nope. It's but happened. it is. We yeah. see him brutally kill Shapesmith. Uh, we see him invade the Pentagon and fight against the Rian Invincibles um, before he sets off a bomb, not dissimilar to the one that dinosaurus built to take out las vegas and donald is the only survivor and it's just his head specifically yeah so he escapes the pentagon is in ruins and at that exact moment gunfire rings out in the conversation between robot and amanda she monsters up to block the bullets and we see in all of his ryan otley glory best tiger my background this week um best tiger the thing i love about this is that it 100 feeds into best tiger's character because yes. this is all happening simultaneously so best tiger would have had to know that this was already going down to be able to infiltrate the base to this point which i love mm-hmm. anticipated it mm-hmm. best tiger best um, tiger not good best tiger. tiger best tiger best tiger, best tiger. and so Monster Girl's not sure what's going on. Best Tiger's like, I can't win this. So he escapes, takes a tactical retreat, which makes sense. And then Monster Girl re- realizes what's happening. Amanda realizes that Robot, the, pl- the hypothetical plan that they've been talking about is already under- underway. So many of her teammates are dead and she doesn't even know it. Ozymandias. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. I, I did this 30 minutes ago. Like, mm-hmm. it's... Mm-hmm heartbreaking because Mm -hmm. she's like i can't believe you did this like you know i'm not gonna go with you you know i loved you and robots callous response to this made my blood boil Uh uh-huh made Mm -hmm. my blood boil Mm -hmm. loved you really not gonna help me like Like he's so delusional that he just expects people to fall in line because it's logical Uh yeah this is not the last time that he acts this way he's ultimate spock he's spock if spock was purely a vulcan yeah absolutely yeah um the 
automatons that arrive disable monster girl and then oh god again my i'm getting angry just like revisiting (laughs) this um i just came down off of my anger when we started recording and now we're back Uh we're back up Uh and robot says i want you to remember you betrayed me first putting all the blame on amanda for his fuck i fuck robot okay (laughs) fuck robot and he seals it with a kiss monster girl gets taken away and but but he says i will always love you still though i don't give a fuck (laughs) fuck robot (laughs) i want him to be torn to pieces (laughs) physically torn to pieces so um him dramatically uh, collapsing on the floor yeah, like a disney so princess funny. like get exactly. the fuck so out of here yeah. like, why so did funny. it why did you make me do this get the fuck you, out you of you can almost see him just dramatically slumped just, uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. Just, uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. God damn it. and then fucking monster girls launched out into space and we know yeah. that monster girl can't breathe in space yeah i thought for sure she was dead I sent them the text. I was like, he did not just fucking kill Monster Girl. Like, and then we get to chapter 113, and I got even angrier, dear listeners. <laughs> um, because this opens up, and I am up, I am livid. It opens up at the Brit household. And I sent a text to them saying, if Robert Kirkman fucking touches Brit or his family, I am going to riot. they send jessica away because she is not powerful like brit is but they kept brit jr which i thought was interesting and i didn't know what was happening um because there was no indication that he had any kind of abilities in guarding the globe or an invincible there was there was something yeah they, they they had mentioned it was a very small thing but they had mentioned something about it i don't yeah i think i don't remember I thought it was towards the end of guarding the globe. It, yeah. I they, mean, maybe I, mentioned, I just don't remember it right now. Yeah. They mentioned something at, uh, just like there's an anomaly inside of him, but, the, but the, that yeah. was led, that was led to believe to be the, you know, the, the, autism. the, the, the autism. autism. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's, that's Interesting. what it's supposed to be. Um, so, you know, Brit is basically like fighting through his house. I, I love home invasion scenes. I know that sounds weird to say. No, I I, something so cool and dramatic about home invasion scenes. Well, it's It's because you're home. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's an easy thing to connect to. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and I, I also love the like Iron Man bat, bat suit setup that he has for his super suit. It's tight. Um, It's tight. And so I love this. So robots like, I know I can't kill you. Surrender and your family will be safe. And Brit goes, you're threatening my family? I may not be strong enough to No, punch. do the voice. Do the voice. Fuck. Yeah, that's right. Come on. Okay. <laughs> Here, yeah. I'll even give you a cue. How yeah. about that? All right, do it. He's like, I know I can't kill you. Surrender and your family will be safe. You're threatening my family? I may not be strong enough to punch through your armor on my own. But I've always been able to figure out ways around that. And he puts Brit Jr. in his rocket boot and sends him forward. Dope shit. Cool Dope as shit. hell. Splits that, that drone in half, too. That just, just looks I love good. it. Brit Jr. is just as strong 
or as durable, we'll say, as Brit Sr. Love this. Absolutely love this. And he pulls Brit out Brit Jr. out of the rocket boot. He's like, again. Love it. <laughs> and he love goes, yeah. and Brit says, maybe. He's like, maybe, <laughs> but hopefully not anytime soon. Right. And so we know that they're heading to a safe house. They escape. Uh, Monster Girl is grabbed by someone. Uh, we're not going to say who because fuck her. Um, yeah. Agreed. And <laughs> Mark wakes up in, you know, in the uh, in the infirmary at the Viltrumite ship. And thank the Lord, the baby survived. I think that's yeah. a really great reveal, too. Like Mark waking up. That. Someone's waking him up. And you just hear Mark. Sorry to wake you. And then it's uh, 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 I'm blanking on her name. I am too. Uh, the I feel the so midwife, bad. the superhero yeah. midwife. Just call her the midwife. Who I, I do want to call the midwife on PBS Sunday night. Uh, <laughs> right after who, the Nolan and Allen show. Oh man. <laughs> who's just there holding the baby? It's like, would you like to meet the baby? Like, that's a great reveal. So because the last time we saw Mark, he brought he was clutching Eve's bloody body. Yeah. Eve to Nolan and said, Help me, please. So that's, that's a great point, reveal. We don't know the status of Eve. No. You know, yeah, they haven't no. said anything. He grabs the baby and he's he's crying. I had a very like I don't know why, but I got very emotional reading this. Oh yeah. It's like, beautiful. This part. Um, this is a beautiful moment. This is a yes. moment we've been waiting for. Yeah. You know? like, like he asks how Eve is, and they and you know, she says very plainly, like she's still in surgery. You know, he says they're confident, but they just don't know she lost a lot of blood you were there for the delivery it just made things more complicated they were able to save the baby but past that like they basically say it's a it's, it's a crapshoot yeah um so mark they're not going to be able to save her leg if if she were a vulture that procedure is common but her physiology doesn't make it possible and mark just looks at the baby and then looks at the midwife and says i just want her to live yeah. which is so Ugh. Ugh. gut punching this yeah. is this is a Grey's Anatomy moment right now that's happening in yes, this book. Like, for this sure. is this is totally this is the, the most emotional moment that you can get out of this entire book. And this was this was the moment. Trauma. <laughs> this next page was the the page that I cried. Like, I full on. I yeah. don't know what it was. I just cried. No, I I absolutely get it. He's yeah. like holding his child, and he's lo- Sherry. Sherry's her name. Sherry Sher- is her Sherry. name. Sherry. Yeah. Sherry baby. Sherry baby. Sherry. And so. Mark is holding this baby and he says, you know, I'm your daddy. And there's this just, again, the silent sequential panels are so well done here. And he says, you know, you have no idea how screwed up your life is going to be. Seriously. I'm sorry. And I'm getting emotional talking about it right now. Um, I. Yeah. It's uh, perfect. It's a perfect moment. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like like, using that word, but. No, this, this is it they this, yeah they, they nailed this book no this feels like every new dad saying this to every child like i really yeah. honestly believe this is what every person who ever becomes a dad has holds their child for the first time and honestly say the exact same words that mark says to this child i really believe that yeah, um i just that's and, that's how human it is and this is the first real moment that he's gotten to smile this whole volume um, yeah. yeah. God, fuck. Um, yeah, it's oh. a it's a great moment. 
It's a great moment. Yeah. So beautiful. Absolutely. And following this, we do find out that um, that Eve is alive, that she survived her procedure. She lost her leg, but she got a sweet Viltrumite prosthetic. Um, and then we catch right up with the last time they saw each other, which was Eve dumping him and telling him to leave. And so the the two of them, you know, kind of talk and she's like, her life's going to be so screwed up. And he says, I already told her. And he goes to apologize. She grabs his arm and he pulls away from her. He flinches. And um, we we referenced it earlier, but um, I'm I'm very interested to see the lasting effects on Mark when it comes to stuff like this. Um, and it's 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 too real. Uh, it's yeah. it's too real. It's also a brilliant bit of dramatic writing. Yes, like he, it, because I mean, you said Without it going out two pages it. ago. This is the first time that he has been able to smile this entire volume. Two pages yeah. ago, and like here he is, he's presenting the love of his life with their child. It's he's happy that she's okay, that the child's okay. Like this should be a big win for him. Mm-hmm. And then just with one subtle thing, an affectionate touch on the arm, reality comes and hits him again, and it's yeah. it's it's very sobering. It's it's really good dramatic tension. Absolutely. Like and it, it, really, it, really expert level. It is a realistic portrayal of trauma. Like it yeah. can come in the it can come in the smallest and strangest of places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just and just the way that they leave it of like, you know, he pulls away and Mark and Eve's like, Mark, are you are you mad at me? He's like, No, it, that's not it. It's something else. Sorry. I, I was startled when you touched me. You, you get to know your daughter and yeah. we'll we'll talk later. And again, and it, without like blatantly beating your beating you yeah. over the head with it, like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we move on. We find out that uh, Amanda's alive, but that she suffered a lot of damage. She was out in space for a while, and so they are doing brain surgery on her to try and revive her. But she is not doing well. She's in critical condition. Um, and then there's this moment, man. I. I got all angry all over again and I'm getting angry now talking about it. Um, fucking Anissa like comes up and she's like, you know, they're, they're giving kind of a status report of what's going on. Um, and she just reaches over, she grabs his shoulder and she's like, I missed you. And I'm just like, dude, fuck you. Like I got angry. The, I, got, I had to set the tablet down because I was like, I was shaking. The Mark Fist moments are really good here. Yeah. yeah. Of when she when she first shows up and says, like, oh, you know, like Monster was out there long enough. I saved it just in time. And you see there's a panel of Mark's hand trembling. His hand shakes. It's trembling, trembling hard. And then, you know, she speaks and he, you know, uh no one's talking about robot. And Mark gets a sobering resolve in that of talking mm-hmm. about robot. And his hand turns into a trembling fist. And again, really good dramatic tension. There. Yeah. Like that, that, those two panels, that progression of panels says everything you need to know about that character and where he's at right now. Yeah. For sure. And it's, it's him compartmentalizing, which is really interesting. We've seen that that doesn't really work very well from the Ultramites. Yeah. So. But again, it shows that growth. It shows that potential uh-huh. to grow for Mark. Yes. Um, we also get an appearance from our boy. The, 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 the Viltrumite, we will never be able to remember his name. Nah, um, he's cool as fuck. That's all. But he's dope. <laughs> he's dope as fuck. So 
Robot arrives outside of the ship because he knows that Amanda was saved and all the Viltrumites surround him. And I texted these boys. And I'm like, I hope these Viltrumites fuck his shit up. Like, <laughs> I hope they absolutely body him into the moon. Like, I want him to suffer. But that's not what happens. Um, <laughs> we realize halfway through this conversation that Robot is multitasking again. And at the same time that he's having this conversation with Nolan and the other, you know, head Viltrumites, he's also dealing with Earth. You know, yeah. he takes out Seismic. Apparently yeah. that went nowhere. Yeah. That yeah. tease just meant nothing, I guess. Just to give him his final form and then kill him off. You know, nothing nothing too special. No big deal. Yeah. Um, but then we see that uh, just like with Brit, there was a home invasion for the Immortal. Immortal did not get away as unscathed as Brit did. He lost an arm. Yeah. But I'm glad that they got away. <laughs> I love that bit, too, of like uh, of uh, multicate, d- duplicate. Duplicate. Duplicate multiple. Yeah. Duplicate yeah. being like, oh, you lost your arm. You lost your arm. He's like, I'll get a new one. <laughs> He's like, I'm not worried about this right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see that um, that robot has set up uh, manufacturing uh, locations. He set up factories to develop more robot drones. Uh, we see him meeting with the president. And then he has this conversation with Nolan and the other Viltrumites. And they... You know, to skip ahead, they come to an agreement, basically, that their purposes do not have to be mutually exclusive of one another. Because Robot is just trying to bring order. Viltrumites are just trying to lay low and repopulate. And that both of their goals can work alongside each other. Meanwhile, we get... In a volume... In 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 a volume full of fucked up shit... Like Malcolm just said, we get possibly the best moment in the entire in the entire series, the entire book, mm-hmm. where they're having a conversation, they're kind of more or less reconciling, and Mark basically has said at this point, like, I'm not leaving you again. And Eve dresses him down. She's like, bitch, I was a superhero before you. I am not some damsel in distress. You are not, like, my guardian protector. We are in this together, and you openly you know disregarding the threat that's going on in the world because you don't want to leave my side is bullshit and you're an idiot and i loved this i loved this exchange and you know he says he says you're furious at me and i'm stupid okay good to know and she says keep cracking jokes like that and we'll never get back together and you see the hope in his eyes when he looks he's up. like we're getting back we're together? together and she goes mark she uses her powers she says shut up and go save the world reconstitutes his costume and he just goes yes ma'am and it's oh! the best page yeah this is straight up a superman moment that is I, my favorite image of Mark in the costume. It's so it's, good. It's been very when when we had that cool double page spread, like volumes ago of him yeah. like in the costume flying. Wow. We we're like, oh man, like that's the coolest image. And Immediately, I thought of this. And I was like, I can't say anything about that uh, because there's so much context with it. Like, yeah. this is yeah. the best moment in the book. Listeners, I just yeah. want to take a second, real quick, to and I'm. We didn't plan this. We don't have like a structured notes or outline or anything. I want to heap a lot of praise onto Jacob and Malcolm because coming into this, 
Jacob had a pretty solid knowledge of the events that were going to happen here. Malcolm knew everything that was going to happen here. I knew basically nothing. And the fact that they were able to keep spoilers far away from me, I'm very sensitive to spoilers. If you have listened to this podcast for any (laughs) amount of time, spoilers are not my shit. And the fact that we are 21 weeks in going through this and not once have I ever been spoiled on something, whether indirectly from people listening, from Twitter, you know, social media, or especially through these guys, because this is what we do. Like we read comics and we talk about it when we're able to talk to each other. And the fact that they were able to have all this knowledge and not spoil anything for me, I want to say thank you to you guys. Gotcha, me, baby. Cause you, cause then I get to fully appreciate moments like this. The yes, ma'am moment is one of my favorite moments in the entire series. It's iconic. Yeah. And it really is the Superman uh, moment. It is. It's down to him saying yes, ma'am. Yeah. The Superman moment. Like this is Superman, Superman and Lois. It is. And it's incredible. fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to chapter 114, the end of this particular volume. Um, Robot and the Viltrumites have finished their talk. Uh, we can see throughout this that Craig is not not a fan of this. No, nope. his 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 eyes are shifting all over the place, and I have never I have never felt so agreed with Craig as a character. I'm like yeah. me and Craig, we're on the same Honestly, page here. Craig's a good guy. Honestly, That's why he, he's Craig the redeemer. Rules. Craig yeah. the redeemer. Craig the redeemer. He fucking There's rules. Craig rules. If you so, guys don't use that in D and D, I swear to God. Not up to me. I don't DM. I only play. <laughs> but may, maybe I'll make a character. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe we'll, maybe we'll make a character. I swear to God. If you don't have a Craig the Redeemer, I swear Thank, to God. Real quick, thanks to Eric. I'm already naming a character Ghostburger after like the thing that I saw. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah. yeah. Ghostburger. Uh, exactly. Um, <laughs> listeners, if you have no idea what he's talking about, um, quick plug. Not anything, but last weekend I got to be part of at home Comic Con. Uh, yeah. I did a panel where I got to play um, a superhero themed D and D session, really where I played with creators like Scott from Nerd Sync, uh, Tulak the Barbarian, and yeah. I, um, Laron Reedus, who was amazing. Too, right? And yeah, yeah Jim, Jim Zub. Zub. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, uh, it was very fun. And uh, if you want to check that out in video form, you can go check it out on the Nerd Sync and At Home Comic on YouTube channels. If you want to check it out in audio form and use the uh, theater of the mind, uh, <laughs> I dropped an audio version. Just check back in the feed. It's really but, good. It's really yeah, good. I haven't, it's, I haven't listened to it yet because I want to watch it. And I was so like, much I, fun. I need to put it right yeah. the time to watch it. For really sure. Fun. So Mark shows up to this Viltrumite robot summit and absolutely starts beating the shit out of robot. I love this. He just, he goes straight into it. He's got that directive. He's going to go be a superhero, but he's stopped by Nolan. We then just smash cut to the ship after Nolan has basically told Mark, Hey, we're backing the bad guy because his goals align with ours. There's nothing you can do about it. Tough shit. And it this bothered the shit out of me. Which I'm sure is the intent with the story. You're supposed to be siding with Mark. Um, but this is the first time in a long time where I'm like, I don't fucking get what Nolan's doing. Like But it but it makes complete sense. As it makes king, sense from like, a logical standpoint. He's yeah. thinking as a king, and it makes a lot of sense as a king. 
Right. Absolutely. That's the problem. But also that whole directive that they are trying to preserve was a directive set up by Thrag that he said they were going to go in a different direction. Either way, they are Mark and Nolan are at a crossroads once again for the first time in Lord knows how long. A while. Um, yeah. And I loved the callback to that when Nolan grabs Mark and he says, we need to talk. Mm-hmm. Great callback. Mm-hmm. Absolutely great callback. Um, also, real quick on that page is another moment where uh, uh, so Robot blasts Mark back. The Robot drone mm, blasts Mark right. back. And Anissa goes to help him up and is like, let me help. And he pushes her hand away. Like, he Just smacks her hand away. Like, her hand Don't away. touch me. Yeah, fuck Which, that bitch. And, 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 and uh, Nolan clocks that. That's when Nolan sees it. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, whoa, what's going on? But yeah, re- really interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. And so Nolan explains the situation. He's like, this is what we're doing. We're not going to go up against Robot. Uh, even Debbie, which made me really sad, was like, as long as you guys are alive, that's all I care about. I'm like, Debbie, yeah. like, Debbie, come on. Don't be a mom. Don't be a mom. <laughs> Don't be a mom. Be a mom to the world. Yes, exactly. Um, and so he, and again, a fucking banger Mark and Eve moment. Cool ass moments. Where he's just like, if you're not going to do anything, I'll stop him. I'll, and then he looks for confirmation that it's okay he says eve and she says do it and he just fucking blasts out of blast off nolan's like he could ruin everything and eve goes no he's gonna fix your mistake just oh just it's cool as hell this this volume has really great eve moments yes really great eve moments and that dialogue in any other book could just be like oh she's supportive female a but it's really just like very strong character stuff for Eve. Like this, this is very good character defining. And I think like, part of that too is genius. Is due to the fact that they brought their relationship so low at the very beginning of this volume. They hit that valley at the lowest point of their relationship, and then they skyrocketed back. Like they are, if if nothing else comes out of reading this series, they are in the top three comic book couples for me of all time oh yeah like just absolutely incredible like right up there with spider-man spider-man and mayor jane superman and wonder and lois lane and mark grayson and adam eve just just straight up all there and scott summers and emma frost so we continue on as so we cut to the we cut to the Guardians of the Globe safe house, and we've got some heavy hitters here. We've got LeBruzier, we've got Outrun. Thank God we have El Diablo. El Diablo's here. Chupacabra. You mean Chupacabra? You're right. Yeah, totally. I was like, what? I was like, what? Totally. Totally. That's that's what I meant. I definitely knew his name. That being said, I am I am glad to see Chupacabra here. I was. We we went through a whole thing, listeners. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, and and yeah. your boy, Kaboomerang, Kaboomerang, the, the Kaboomerang, who the has most been biding his man time in the universe. He's been biding his time. Yeah, he's yeah. like, you know, I don't need to step in because I could fix this, and I want us all to be able to <laughs> accomplish this as a team. Yeah, and so they're trying to regroup, trying to uh, figure out what to do next. Zendel is uh, conspicuously quiet. Mm-hmm. interesting yeah 
And then robots, automatons bust down the ceiling coming after the Guardians. And Zendel immediately says he's not he's not going to kill any of us. Surrender so you can be taken prisoner. Zendel sold them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's wearing mm-hmm. the invincible costume. And yeah. he's wearing the invincible costume. Exactly. Which hope, is a good setup. I hope Mark puts the smack down on this fool. <laughs> Honestly, bulletproof, more like yeah. betrayer proof, more like bullet shit, more like just oh, bad dude. Good. Damn. This <laughs> bullet fuck. God damn it, Zendel. Fuck this guy um, now. Fuck Zendel. And it to me, I and I'm sure that they'll get into it later. I don't know why he did this. I don't understand his reasoning for turning on a, them. I think there is a reason. We just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah. And I'm sure there is, and I'm sure they'll, you know, they'll go through it. But like, I was just very out of all of them, Zendel to be the one. But uh, Donald escapes, apparently uh, duplicate, immortal, wolfman, and I think someone else, best tiger are all in the wind. We don't know where they are, Mm -hmm. which makes me makes me kind of excited to see a potential immortal best tiger team up. Secret Avengers, huh? Secret Avengers. <laughs> Secret Avengers. Secret Avengers, baby! <laughs> so everyone's taken into custody after a brief melee. And then we cut back to the Pentagon, which is under reconstruction. And this motherfucker's wearing Cecil's suit. Yes, he yes, is. He is. Yes, he, he is. He totally is. Blood is boiling that. again. I didn't realize that. That said, the art on that panel of him killer this is really good and how the 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 drones are mostly in shadow and yep. that like shadow leads into robot suit like i, I think that's really clever really and i love really clever. the setup of this too it's very cinematic where it just cuts in basically from mark's perspective where he's just like mm-hmm. mark can we please have a calm conversation and mark's just like nah and he just goes to <laughs> goes to attack him and the thing that makes me really mad is just how cool Robot is as a villain. Because as soon as Invincible goes to strike him, he just kind of takes a step back into one of the automatons that just opens up and conceals him. Huh? A bunch yeah. of them come pouring through the little uh, Cecil doors. And he's just like, you don't even know which one I'm in. Like, you can't yeah. keep track of that. And there's too it's, many here. It's very Tony Stark at the end of Iron Man 3 when he's just like going between yeah. all of the suits, which it's is like very, the coolest uh, idea of just like, oh, they're tools. Yeah. Like he's just using whatever tool he needs to fix the car. Like go, 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 go. Jumping from one cool. to the other. Yeah. And it's yeah. very uh, superior Iron Man as well. from the yeah. Yes, yeah. it is very superior Iron Man. A great book, listeners, if you haven't read that. Uh, great book. Go Tom, check it out. Tom Taylor. Woo. The second Woo. best superior book. Title. Mm-hmm. That's true. Superior Spider-Man. So yeah, <laughs> it took me it took me like a long time to figure that out. I was like, superior, you of all people, Superman, Superman? you're like superior <laughs> Captain Marvel. Like, I was trying to get superior shock static shock. Is that what no, it is? I mean, it's definitely superior Superman because I mean, everyone knows Superman's, you know, uh, superior. Uh, most ca- popular catchphrase. Uh, with, with great, great power, power comes great, comes great responsibility. responsibility. <laughs> God, I, I oh. f- like felt a physical ache in my chest watching that clip on Twitter that the had other to day. Be staged, right? 
Like, there's no way. That's it was so definitely weird. the teleprompter being like, this bitch has no idea. Uh, yeah, they he has no idea what she's hard. talking about. It's like, it's like the so dick move, whoever you are, teleprompter guy. It's like that meme of a picture of Patrick Stewart and, and yes. a quote that says, use the force, Harry yeah. Gandalf. And you're like, what? That's exactly what it was. It's so weird. So they have a discussion where Robot basically says that he's going to be ruling the Earth from the shadows. He is fixed, quote unquote, fixes mistake from the Flaxen dimension. He's not going to be ruling over them. The normal people won't see anything that he's doing except just improvements to their lives. And mm-hmm. again, there's this very alien moment where Robot's like, I stranded you in another dimension. I ripped off your girlfriend's leg. Would an apology work? And Invisible does not respond, and he just fucking rolls his eyes. He's just like, I didn't think so. Like, fuck off, Lex Luthor. Get the fuck (laughs) out of here. Yes. So, wait a second. Rex? Yeah. 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 And he's God damn it. The whole yeah. time? Really? I can't tell if you're being I, serious or not. I, can't. Uh, I think you're lying. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Think you're, I think you're off. lying. Yeah. yeah they foretold that a long this time whole ago. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck me. The fact, yeah. the fact that he's redhead and like the beard and everything Viewers, like that. The, listeners, this is real. This is yeah. real. I I can confirm this now. This is real. This is a real reaction. That he's yeah, he's he just really real. Funny. Yes, listeners, Eric Asana just realized that Rex uh, Robot <laughs> has been physically turning into our Lex Luthor of the series. <laughs> yeah, with the suit, even the dark yeah. suit, you know? The dark yeah. suit that matches the same color of the Iron Man, the, the, the robot suits that he wears. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to do it yeah. for this week. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and shut that off now. Fuck, dude, I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> no, it's just good writing, it. bro. So it is. It's very good writing. So yeah. Invincible immediately, you know, th- there's this great moment where, you know, Robot lays out his plan. He's just like, look, this is this is the way the world is now. And he's like, what you do next decides what your future is. So what's it going to be? And then it just immediately cuts. We see... Uh, robot getting custody of amanda's body mm-hmm. i don't like that also we found out that her son's name is monax in this yes. volume yes. yes good to know um great little moment between zendel and brit where zendel's just like oh i'm, I'm sorry not to be this way and brit's like just fu- fuck you dude get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah. um and then we cut back to the Viltramite ship where Father. yeah, where Mark shows up to Eve and their baby. And she says, you know, what happened? And Mark, and again, so this is, hold on. Starting from, this is the second musical reference I'm going to drop in here. Um, so starting from the, the scene where we find uh, Rex not Rex. We find Robot and uh, Invincible meeting each other in the Pentagon. Uh, exit, mu- as- exit music to a film by Radiohead. Uh-huh. Play that shit. Oh, oh it's cool. very, very nice. cool. Very cool. good. Because um, yeah. it just it kind of gives you that hopeless feeling. Because it's like he's he's been outplayed. Mark has absolutely been outplayed, and he says, you know, he won. 
we get this you know quick two pages of just kind of recounting uh robots history throughout this book all the moments that led up to this um and in the second panel i think ryan otley does a hell of a job making it look like cory walker art like yeah. the yes. early cory walker art yes. really well Very done so. yeah yes and so uh we get to this final moment where he's having his reconciliation with amanda and then he just shuts his eyes and puts his hand up to his face you know feeling the weight of everything he's done heavy as the head heavy as the head and so that does it for volume 20 friends can i counter your music thing for the do end? it do it um if if this was a Zack snyder film uh of course which thank god you would have uh it leonard cohen's hallelujah playing at the end and oh, it would be very yeah. appropriate actually this is the one time oh. that that would actually be appropriate abs you if right after right after like, rex says you know like uh what you decide next decides what your future is. So what What's are you going to be? do? And then you just and get then the chimes that's when it kicks from, in. Oh my God. Uh, that would be the one time. The one time. It would actually be appropriate to use that. God damn. And I don't yeah. think the Lenin Coles would sue him for that one. That's brilliant. So, and then especially like going over the, you know, Rex thinking, or I'm sorry, robot thinking back on his, yeah. you know, experiences that have led to this moment. That is Hallelujah. the one time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. And it's got yeah. that sinister undertone to it that the song yeah. has always but had. That the yeah. song has for a reason. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly the thing, is that he doesn't realize oh, God. <laughs> 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 so that does it for volume 20. Um a lot has happened in this book. Um it's hard to really talk about everything because it's it's there's so much that happened and i'm afraid for the rest of this book i'm afraid we still we only have a few volumes left um gentlemen final thoughts on the book and did you have a favorite moment out of all this bullshit i'll start with jacob i hate this volume <laughs> i i hate it it's the worst out of everything out of this entire series i said it before and i'll say it again the worst of it is what happens in the in issue one 110 it is for it is the most grueling part of this entire situation because it just set every it's interesting because once that level was set everything else was just easy to deal with afterwards that's kind of how i felt um because one thing after another, it just was never as terrible as what, uh, what we just saw, what I just saw in the, like the previous uh, volumes before. Um, I, I guess my favorite point is, uh, is the baby being born. It's the, it's the greatest, it's the, it's the sweetest moment out of all of this that leads to our Superman moment with yeah. uh, Mark. And honestly, yeah. This was also called, when they were promoting this, they were calling this the Robot Wars. The robot yeah. war. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Lots it, of war. They, Lots yeah. of yeah. war in this. It was series. touted as the robot war. Yeah. It's the robot war, and um, uh, so it was very interesting when they s used the trade friends for for the sitcom to be the name of this this volume. It was very interesting because I was totally thinking it would be robot war because of of like what happens in this. Um, all in all, yeah, this 
this puts in the original suspicion that we had with Robot when we first met him. Also, uh, when we were like very suspicious on what his like sinister, what, what that he might be a sinister guy, and after all, and it turns out it was nothing malicious. It was just him wanting to be human like the rest of everybody. And then now here he is being a diabolical master, taking over the entire world and being the secret, uh, you know, the secret, uh, the man, pretty much being the man behind everything that every conspiracy theorist has been like, uh, have been theorizing about. So, so it's interesting um, in that aspect, um, especially true colors coming out by all of our other heroes, those who are still alive and, um, and those who are gone. So it's interesting to see where we go from here. Cause right now we are five, four volumes left to the end mm-hmm. and no clue, no clue what to do except wait and wait till next week. Oh God. Malcolm. There is only five volumes left in the series. Jesus, yeah. really? Yeah. There are, there are three volumes, and then there is a two-part finale. Yeah. A two-volume oh finale. God. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I have to say, who, Eric, who do you think the villain is for the rest of this? Do you think there is a villain for the rest of this? I mean... How do you, how do you, how do you think this is going to play out? Yeah. I... I think ro- I think this robot threat's going to be for a while. I think that this is going to carry us for a, a while. Um, I don't know if he's like the end. It would make sense if he was the end game villain because he was there from the beginning. You know, it's that classic tale of betrayal. But I think there's, I think we're going to be getting another go around with the Viltrumites. I don't know how. Okay. I don't know why. Um, either that or like them eventually having to be like okay we're like we're uniting and then the coalition of plants is going to be like hey screw you guys we're wiping you out and it's going to be like another like viltrumite war situation except he's on the opposite side so i can see it go either way if they want to go like really bombastic they could go like the you know galaxy war route or the uh to obviously um going to be coining this term for the first time a star war uh tm interesting TM. yeah yeah a i think it's star yeah like because there there's stars in space and then if they had like war robot war between the stars no it's a war in the stars I like a war go near like, the stars i thought you go with like space war or something like that because it's in no, space because like yeah you, you'd expect that but like they've had like cool names like viltrumite war invincible war so i figure like star mm. war see i figured you were no. gonna go with space war because that rhymes with race war which was the original name for the fast and furious franchise back when they were originally going to uh you're absolutely right and you just see, reminded me last <laughs> week I forgot, <laughs> I forgot to pick up um the reason why it's so genius that they chose the tagline for fast and furious was because in fast and furious 2 aka too fast too furious we don't have time for that sorry 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 jacob we don't have time for that but uh, i was i was gonna say we're at the end i was gonna leave and let you guys continue i'm I'm already done i've already summed up what i feel it's like yeah okay i'm not but yeah another two hours of us just talking fast and furious um yeah, obviously only two hours 
uh we're just gonna we're just gonna take it a quarter mile at a time and see where we go okay yeah Uh, (laughs) so um yeah honestly i i could see them if they want to go more intimate sticking with robot but i don't know i genuinely don't know where we go from here so um malcolm final thoughts and uh, um do we all have the do we all have the same favorite moment it has to be because it's the best moment in the series it's the birth into the superman moment yeah 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 Yeah. first time listeners first time it is all the same choice i think that's awesome because that's also the brightest point in this entire volume yeah it's it's the only bright it's the only bright point in the entire volume yeah the Um, only part where it's like hey a baby's born isn't that nice and you're like yay (laughs) all right now we got to deal with the world that it's living in yeah uh i i think this volume is really interesting this is a very challenging volume for readers especially for readers of traditional comic books i think this this is where it pushes the envelope uh you know it it, again for you know backstory i i work at a comic shop and whenever before the show whenever someone was interested in watch or reading invincible you know i'd say listen give it the first three volumes because the first three volumes kind of give you a good idea of how the story plays out where the story goes and the patterns of the series as far as oh it's traditional superhero stuff and then you kind of get a smell that something's funky and then stuff gets very real very fast um And this is continuing that. But whenever I would lead people with that, I would also be thinking of this and be like, it, the whole series acts like that pattern of, yeah, awesome, superhero traditional stuff, great. You know, last volume was very traditional, like 80s Spider-Man stuff, you know? Right. Um, and then you get this volume, which is, uh, stuff smells a little funky. Oh no, stuff is really bad. Oh no, stuff is really bad. Yeah. Um, that does still kind of continue throughout the series, but in a less degree. Uh, this is, I think, the heaviest that the book gets. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Uh, is it really? Okay. Honest, I, honestly, I think that this is the heaviest it gets. Yes. Yeah, uh, agreed. I'll, I'll back that up because the, uh, nothing has ever really compared to that moment, honestly, yeah. uh, since then, because of just how hard-hitting that, that subject matter is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that said, readers, if you want to put a smile on your face after this uh, volume, you should look at the cover for issue 115, which is the next issue that we'll be talking about. Yes. All right. We're, we're going to do this right now. Yes, listeners. it is. I'm going to pull this up. The cover for 115 is going okay. to be so happy. Here we go. This is, this is real. This is legit. I haven't seen this cover yet. Here we go. Say, you haven't seen this yet. I'm going to turn. I'm going to turn because I have it on the... Uh, I have it on the screen. You can't see it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I, 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 that was awesome. Thanks, awesome. thanks to thanks to Zoom. Um, will it do it if I do it right here? No. So I have it on the last page of um, of issue one fourteen. I am now going to turn the page. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Back to Battle Beast, baby. Battle Beast, baby. Battle Beast, baby. Okay, so we're good. Apologies so, for anyone if I blew out your eardrums. So just know the next volume's got some fun in there. Yeah. Hell yeah. So um I I agree with both you guys. This was I and I told Malcolm this too. Like, I didn't like this reading this because yeah. it felt like and I and I guess that's a testament to the story in the world that Robert Kirkman has set up because I felt connected to these characters. And 
them going through this, I was very upset watching it and reading it. Um, I don't think I'll be reading this volume again. Yeah. Anytime <laughs> soon, if ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I can appreciate the narrative push forward that it had for the book. Um, this feels different from the Invincible that I signed up for. Yes. And I'm yeah, not saying that as like a slight towards the creators. I'm not saying. No, that. it's I, a different book. this book now, but yeah. like it has shown that it is heading into its final stretch, which yes. um, I knew we were going to get there eventually. Uh, I already talked about it. We're all in agreement. Best moment the birth of their child, who we don't even have a name for yet. Mm. This little baby girl, Invincible. I'm glad um, you noticed that. Why do you do that? We're 21 <laughs> episodes and you still do that shit. No, like, I'm just glad that you noticed that. I hate I'm it. Saying, no, you no, you, no, you didn't say it that. like that. Sure. You said it like, mm, I'm glad you noticed that. Like you fucking know something <laughs> and you're reveling in it. It's, it's nothing I special. I know everything. <laughs> It's nothing you. special. The kid's name is like Betty or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Of <laughs> Betty and Veronica fame? I don't know. It's just they something. named the kid Robot. Yeah, they just named the kid don't Robot. Don't you That's fucking it. dare. Uh, it's, uh, they name it Rudy. How about that? I will <laughs> physically fight you. <laughs> I, will dr- I will drive to Tucson and I will fight you both. Um, <laughs> but yeah, best moment obviously was birth into the Superman moment. I loved it. I am ready to move on the next volume yeah and if anything if any positive comes out of this book is that it makes me want to continue reading um yes which we will be picking up with next friday for invincible volume 21 entitled modern family keeping up with the sitcom titles um also i will never forgive uh robert kirkman Corey walker and ryan otley for making the my least favorite volume the name of my favorite sitcom. Uh, me. I think that's funny. I think it's pretty accurate about uh, friends, actually. I, I hate I feel, you. I feel the opposite too. Actually, yeah. I feel the opposite. <laughs> I, I think it's a really appropriate title. I'm I'm glad he named it this this title because I, I thought Robot War would both of you. <laughs> I'm going to fight both of you. Um so next next week we're gonna be picking up with Invincible Volume 21 entitled Modern Family. Uh it is let me pull this up here. Issues 115 through 120. So we're heading into that yeah. 120 area. And the synopsis goes like this. In the aftermath of robots attempt to take attempt of robots attempt <laughs> to take over the world, the few survivors that remain must pick up the pieces of a world once familiar, but now completely alien. I don't know what this means. The cover to the volume is metal as fuck. Um, we're getting our Battle Beast versus Thrag throwdown, and I'm so ready for it. Give me Michael Dorn versus Adam Driver. I want all of it. I want a war. I want this battle going on. If the entire volume is just the two of them fighting each other for six issues, go for it. Perhaps today is a good day to die. (laughs) If we don't hear that, I'll be very disappointed. It's going to be amazing. So, um, yeah, so tune in next week for volume 21, same geek time, same geek channel. But for now, for Brit, for Kaboomerang, for Kid Thor and Knockout, and all the remaining members of the uh, Guardians of the Globe, both with us and those who have passed along, I'm Eric Azana. I'm Malcolm Russell Nelson. I'm Jacob Brown. 
And we will see you next time. Just remember, weeks ago, I wanted to take the break after this volume. Just remember that.
let's fucking do this.